What up, Fight Club League Nation and the Fight Club League Fight Club Fight Club Fight Club League members? Thanks for joining the Pump Fake Podcast, brought to you as always by the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. I'm Minnie P, and joining me, hmm, well, and not joining me this week is the invisible P. Sweezy. P. Sweezy, say what's up to the people. P. Sweezy, say what's up to the people. Well, we aim to cover all the content, notable topics, and matchups from the Fight Club Fantasy Football League. We make no promises on time, but we do make promises on effort. Patrick, what are we getting into today, man? So if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, the reality is that I am doing this podcast solo dolo. No P. Sweezy in the building. We... Our put a, a podcast is happening, and I hope that you guys enjoy the next 50 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it is. But the reality is that we had sick babies. We were going to have a guest. They had something come up. I'll talk about that in the pod. Just a lot of moving pieces, but this is going to be a monologue, and I can't promise that it's going to be great, but I, I can promise that we're going to cover all the content, and we're going to cover all the notable stuff. So I'm happy to have that off of my chest now. I can go ahead and move on in my life. I can delete some of the screenshots that I have in my phone that I was keeping handy for the podcast. So that's a relief to me. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit more in the podcast. I am recording this from my car right now, uh, and it's good to start, but I think it gets a little messy towards the back end. But yeah, enjoy the podcast. Again, this is as much for me as it is for the league. I love doing it and happy to have it out there. have it out there this week for week eight review going into week nine. A lot of things to discuss. So again, apologize for the monologue kind of thing, but I'm no Ryan Rosillo and I'll say that again on the podcast, but I uh, I wanted to do something for you guys. Wanted to get all this together. So enjoy. So here's the thing, everybody. Welcome to the Fight Club League or Pump Fake Podcast, whatever we're doing here. I've got to get comfortable with myself because I'm going to go straight monologue uh, this whole entire podcast to get our data points out, to get the topics that we need to discuss out there. So if that's not your thing, move on, man. Move on. It's not your pod for you. I'm no Ryan Rosillo. I'm going to try my best to put it out there. So I've got to get comfortable with myself first. And the way that I do that is uh, I've got to start with this. I ask myself two questions on a regular basis. Some of my friends can verify that I will ask them outright these questions for verification from their end. One of which is, am I mentally handicapped? (laughs) Kind of funny, not funny. I don't really get no, but I also don't get yes. So I feel like I'm in a, a safe place there. The other question that I need to ask myself or that I ask myself often is, am I a crazy person? Right now, it's 9.43 on a Friday. There's NBA games to be enjoyed. There's a couch in there to be sat upon in my house. Instead, I'm in my car. Locked up with a mic, a phone, a laptop, and a freaking podcast thing. Am I a crazy person? My response would be something like this. 
No, Ben, you're not crazy. You're just a little OCD about your podcast stuff. You put a lot of effort into the outline doc that we use to go through the notes, and you take screenshots all week long about what's notable in the league. So when you have a buildup or a backup that doesn't allow you to get these topics off your chest, then it can seem – it can make me seem a little um, – It'll just, it can mess with me. It messes with me. And the idea of having to push all these topics to the next week to cover is not something I'm interested in because that's going to make it a super juicy pot. I'm going to be super late to work. So the answer is no, you're not crazy, Ben. You're logical and you're not insane for being in your car right now at 9:45 on Friday night. And you just love doing podcasting. Okay. That's a good response. I like that response. I can, I can get with that. Now, me and Patrick talked about this before. Patrick was like, how about we just don't do the podcast this week? Obviously, all of our daughters, and I'm not discrediting him. I definitely thought about it. But again, because of the way that I am, I couldn't bring myself to do it, or at least at the first glance that I could, my daughter's sleeping. I was like, I'm going to get out to the car. I'm going to bang this thing out. I came to realize one thing. I do this podcast for a lot of reasons. I do it because it creates content. Content creates culture. We all know that algorithm uh, is is... I want to say perpetuitous, but that's not the right word. That is the theorem. That is the theorem. That is the that is the the serum that makes this podcast that makes this league go. And I'm going to continue to shell it out. The other thing that I noticed is that I love doing podcasting. So this is as much for me as it is for the league. And everybody in the league is like, "Wow, Ben, buddy, it took you that long to figure this out about the podcast." No, it's subconsciously been there for a long time, but really just coming to grips with it because I'm in my car right now at 9.45 on a Friday, it is clicking that I do this for me because I enjoy it. It just so happens to be a beneficial thing for the league. With that being said, we've got a lot of things to get into. Again, I had to get comfortable with myself as we got started. I'm ready to move on, so let's get into it. Where this podcast was going to go originally, we were actually going to have our first guest of the season on. We don't usually do guests because it does cause a wrinkle in the recording software. We got to get another mic hooked up or kind of hold the phone speaker right in front of your face. It's kind of complicated, but we were going to have Evan S. on, the commissioner himself, onto the Pump Fake podcast, and we were really excited about it. It was a crazy day for Evan. It was a crazy day for my daughter. It was a crazy day for Patrick's daughter. So when Wednesday came around, it got shot. But there were some things that we needed to cover. Okay, let's talk about the guarantee of the week. Evan S. called it. He called that he was going to win and that it was going to be defined by Justin Tucker over Carlson. Here's the facts. Justin Tucker got points. Carlson did not. So for those reasons, his guarantee was right on point. So for those reasons, I am giving him a big cheering applause from the eight and a half that are in my backseat right now. Excellent work done from the commissioner's team winning the kicker bowl. So with that, I also want to talk about the kicker bowl. And I wanted to get the idea was that I was going to get Evan's thoughts on the kicker bowl. I was going to go ahead and walk through that whole scenario and kind of get his feedback being the victor of the first um, kicker bowl that we'll, we obviously will have more of these, but the first kicker bowl, being able to take that down is a big deal for the organization um, now seven and one. So I, I wanted to ask him, though, did he care to comment on Connor Fulkerson's lack of comment, um, yet still commenting? I kind of go to the screenshot 
to see that it was uh, from our very, very adored Steve Carell, uh, part of The Office, for those of you guys who don't know the show. But I'm not going to go through every single screenshot all the time, but this one is relevant just because I don't know the quote exactly, so I'm pulling it up. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, dash, Michael Scott, dash, Connor Fulkerson. White it out. Love it. Love the screenshot. Love the heart behind choosing not to comment. I'm only here so I don't get fined. But got to be a tough loss for the Connor Fulkerson organization. The Fulkerson organization is a, is, a, is a great brand. They're a great managerial squad. Not their best season coming forward, as we can all see. And it sucks to lose the kicker bowl. Really a momentum shift. We'll see how his team responds moving forward. That being said, Evan S. might be on the call next week with some kicker data that I'm sure Patrick P. will is going to love to discuss. But really, that is all that we want to kind of discuss with kicker stuff. We'll leave a little bit of that for you guys to taste next week if you're interested in some of the kicker big data. But let me tell you Dang this, it. don't freak. In this session, let us try to understand what is big data. The next big question that comes to our mind is, how huge this data needs to be in order to be classified as big data. I clicked the wrong button, but I didn't talk over them the second time, so I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. So let's wrap that up. We've got Evan S potentially on the pod next week to be able to discuss kicker data a little bit more in depth. Love it. We're off to a great start. Yeah, so we're we're rolling. We're rolling. We're here. Thanks, little John, for bringing us in. Shot section, again, a lot of data here. So I'm really, really excited to kind of get into it and, and kind of fish around here. What I want to start with is Luke S. Listen, man, I love it when you let us know that you're starting the pod. Okay, took a screenshot, just started the pod. I am in love with you telling us that you're listening to the podcast because I'm not sure everybody in the league is even listening to the podcast. So when you tell me that you're listening, it makes my day. So just want to let you know that that is appreciated. Also, Lucas had some thoughts on RBs still remaining king throughout the league. Okay, mentioned some of the data here. Four of the top five flex players in PPG are RBs. RBs are still king, quote, Obviously, he said some things about Patrick feeling a little bit differently. But, yeah, RBs still have higher floors than wide receivers in general. But wide receivers have more ability to get blow-up week, winning weeks. For quarterback, you don't have to have a top-four guy. It doesn't really matter. All that to say, I love the big data. So I'm going to hit the right button the first time this time. In this session, let us try to understand what is big data. The next big question that comes to our mind is how huge this data needs to be in order to be classified as big data. So thanks for sharing the big data. It's much, it's much appreciated. Also, to follow up on Lucas for listeners at home that might not be affiliated with the group me, he's a noodle, cheese, and crackers guy. Me and Patrick were both set on the fact that, obviously, Luke was looking up a chili recipe. We were dead wrong. Didn't know. Luke Stoltz, alcoholic. So he was trying to get a hot toddy recipe. Should have gone in the liquor category. I wasn't thinking. That's on me. That's on me. But he's not somebody to not have noodles, cheese, crackers, all on his stuff. 
Rihanna, unfortunately, is not a noodles person. I get it. I understand. But just wanted to catch all the listeners up. Lucas doesn't let anything hold him back. And I appreciate that. Last thing on Lucas, okay, is the trade that never happened. There was talks between him and Cook. And it hurts my heart to know that there was a trade out there that didn't happen, but it was better for both teams not to have it happen because of the timing. Okay? The trade that never was. It involved T. Higgins. Obviously, there was an injury to Jamar Chase, which we'll talk about here in just a second. Because the injury happened, T. Higgins' value obviously goes up, but the trade did not happen. So I appreciate the feedback in the league letting us know that there was a trade lingering out there for days, apparently, for days. And it's unfortunate that it didn't come to fruition. But I think the teams are better for it, and that's what we've got from the group me. So with that being said, wrapping things up on Lucas, might come back to him later. But what a transition into Jamar Chase, down and out. Patrick P., what are your thoughts on losing Jamar Chase for a couple weeks? Love that feedback. Here's the thing. I'll tell you guys this. Little insider. All right. Perk up. Listen. This is the good stuff. This is why you listen to the podcast. Patrick P's not feeling too hot. Okay. He's not down and out, but moral is at an all-time low. I called him on the way back from work one of the days, and honestly, I didn't know that Jamar was out for four days. I just thought he was, like, news broke. He was, like questionable there's a lot of them going on at the time questionable moving from healthy to questionable but this was a big report obviously that he was dealing with that injury and he's going to miss a lot of time so I call Patrick and I'm like hey what's going on we're talking on the way back from home on the way back from work going home and he is just depressed like clinically depressed he's fine now again he got in touch with the pump multimedia conglomerate industries incorporated suicide hotline they helped him out they got him back on his feet and he's doing fine but at the time he was in a bad spot and he wasn't shy about it and so i'm not pulling any punches here and he would have shared this on the pod uh you know if we had gotten together this week but he was in a rough spot losing Demar made him second guess the trade it made him think about the evaluations he's sitting there thinking i could have had pierce i could have had uh deandre hopkins who seems to be a number one wide out now this season so he was in a dark dark place so we'll see, and we'll follow up with him next week to see how he recovers. Again, the hotline is there, but I wanted to make sure that I kind of addressed the, the Jamar Chase news. We'll get Patrick to share his thoughts on that from a managerial side. Obviously a tough beat. It doesn't look good on the heels of that trade, and so we'll follow up with him just to see how he's processing all the information. But, yeah, hindsight 2020, it would be nice to have Pierce and Hopkins kind of in your flex and as your RB as he's struggling for RB depth now. So it's one of those things, man. Injuries, they happen. It's unfortunate, and uh, it's, it's, it sucks to see that happen to such a star uh, piece of fantasy football. So, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I want to talk about one thing that I have taken note on in a few of these, um, trade block usage, okay? I love it, all right? We've got Isaac. We've got Luke. We've got... Evan, putting players up on the trade block. I think it was a joke that he was putting Justin Tucker on the trade block, but putting players on the trade block is something I'm in favor of. Using Sleeper to the best of its abilities is something that we as a league need to focus on doing, and the way that we do that, I think prime example is using the um, using the trade block. So just wanted to say that I appreciate everybody 
using the trade block. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a great resource for us, and we need to continue to lean into that as we progress through the season. So just some food for thought there. My, It's not food for thought. It's just an idea. It's a topic that I wanted to cover. But my mic is slipping, so let me adjust this real quick. All right, we're back. Here's the thing. The car setup is working. It's cool. It's awesome. Got the car set to, like, you know, auto temp, but I do have the mic hooked up to my wheel, and it's not, like, a hard surface, so we're rolling. We're rolling. The baby's still asleep. We're rolling. Okay, so another topic that I wanted to kind of touch on in the shot segment here, I already talked about trade block usage. Alex C., with a guarantee that Godwin will score his first TD. Want to let you know that it was seen. Want to let you know that you were wrong. Okay? Guaranteed. Great week for Godwin, you know, to get his first TD of the season. I guarantee it, Alex C., on Luke's comment there, denied. Just want to let you know, guarantees are not as easy as they seem. Not as easy as they seem. Another one, Alex T., a prophecy, a rebrand turned prophecy. One of the first time, the first time this has ever happened in the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. It brings me back to times when we saw the Wind Streak Freaks. There was a rebrand, a rebrand on the heels of Wind Streaks happening. I think it was like five or six wins in a row. But this is, uh, this is early. This is early, and so he's calling a shot. I'm turning over a new leaf. Don't call it a comeback. is isn't just a team name. It's a prophecy. I love it. I love it. I love it. I heart it. I fave it. I do everything that I can to absolutely adore that comment. His team looks good. His team looks good, and it's on the rise, and it's producing great outing from his team last week, looking at week eight here. Let me freaking pull it up. Um, yeah, 141 points. That's a solid outing, and gets his second win in a row. Over the Brady Bunch, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of good things going for this team. A lot of good things going for this team. Tua being on his squad, it's like the hot topic these days is that Tua is great again, or all of a sudden, whenever he plays, he's great. I still got a long way to come with that. But, yeah, Damian Pierce, solid. DeAndre Hopkins, again, looking like a stud. So this team's really turned a new leaf. That trade really helped him. I obviously had a trade with him involved, giving him a solid – tight end position there with 8.88 outing from you know Taysom and he's got a bench he's got Cooper on the bench with 19.6 points so just a lot of good pieces here for don't call it a comeback organization again not just a rebrand but a prophecy and I'm here for it last thing I want to wrap things up I want to go back to Lucas I want to go back to Lucas where we started the shots with and kind of cover what he was talking about in the group me general inquiry with Fight Club League forum related voting. To run a quick synopsis, just kind of disappointed that when we do the forum, okay, that what we decide in that forum is not set upon until the next season. An example, if we were going to switch to PPR, we would discuss that at the forum prior to the draft, but the PPR format would not go into the way that we would draft immediately afterwards. He is arguing we need to have a, another meeting amongst league members to discuss the forum in the beginning of the offseason to have plenty of time to prep for drafting and change some of these rules and get the forum out of the way. 
we can still do the punishment and then do the draft, but he's saying we may, maybe we should knock out the forum first thing in the offseason. It would just require another meetup. Calm down. Calm down. I know people hate the idea of another meetup because it's just so inconvenient. We've got people all over the freaking planet. How in the world are we going to get together? My comments exactly. I said the only problem with that, Evan S., is or the only problem with that, Luke, is I love the idea. It's just that Evan is Evan S. and he's our commissioner and he's not, he's about as flexible as a two by four. Good joke, just in good fun. The reality is that if we can make this happen, I think this would be massive for the league. A two meetup kind of league is a good league for me. All right, you meet up once for the forum, discuss the the important stuff of the league, get your mind right in the off season, get your prepping right. You have no excuse. No reason why you can't be prepared for next season. Get it done early. And then right before the season, we can do our punishment. We can do our draft. Knock it out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Big fan. All in. Want to make sure that I give as much momentum towards that as I possibly can going into, you know, week nine here. And I'll try to remind people. I've got a forum notes. I've got the topics all lined up. And I'll make sure one of these weeks to drop that as a topic that we'll get into. Because I think it's important that we all know that going into the forum whenever we do decide to have it. So, we'll talk about that later. Let's talk Travers and Wades. Getting into the Travers and Wades segments, let's go ahead and kick this off with a very, very small one, one that I want to address, though. Kadarius Tony traded to Kansas City. Yeah, I know, this was like, feels like ages ago, but I do want to talk about it. $6 on him, could have looked like a really, really stupid bid on my part. Honestly, I didn't know what, um... I didn't know what to think about it, but I went ahead and went in on it. Uh, sorry, $9. $9 on him. Closest one was Eric Johnson at zero, so a complete waste of fab. Boo on me. Yeah. Boo in my stew. So, Kadarius Tony. I feel like there's high upside and a huge passing offense. I don't even know the guy. I don't even remember him in New, uh, come on, New York Giants. I don't even remember seeing him. I remember he had like one good week last week. But everybody on these podcasts talk about just how athletically dominant he is. And I was just like, you want to have the athletically dominated, the athletically dominant players in the league. You want to have them. Okay. So I was like, I will take him in an offense that throws the ball a lot. So that's what I was thinking. Just wanted to talk about it a little bit out there. And, uh, and yeah, another pickup. Kamiya Cook hit me with the Benny Pumas zagging while everybody else is zigging. I respect it. The reality is that, yeah, if there's one person that we can all anticipate being hurt, it's going to be CMC. So I went ahead and got that Jeff Wilson stock. The reality is he's now been traded to the backup to my Raheem Mostert on my team. So I accidentally got a handcuff. Eh, well, it is what it is. So I, there's worse things that could have happened. So with that being said, talking about Kadarius, getting that out of the way, we can get into one of the big Travers here. Okay? And by Travers, I mean Waits. And that was Kevin and Evan, the Evans, trading DK Metcalf and Kyle Pitts for George Kittle. Okay, Kevin receiving George Kittle. Evan S. receiving DK Metcalf and Kyle Pitts. Me and Evan talked on the phone. Again, if you're trying to get a hold of Ben P., the window is usually 5 to 5.30 when I'm driving home. Okay, I was talking to Evan S. on the way home from work. And I got to think, Evan won this trade. Evan won this trade or it's even. 
Evan won this trade or it's even. Simply because Kyle Pitts is on the way up. Obviously, one good game. I get it. But if you're catching the up arrow with what Kyle Pitts can be, you want to, it's time to buy now. Pairing that with DK Metcalf is a win because now he's adding to his wide receiver depth, which Evan needed dramatically. Is getting Kittle bad? No, it's not bad. But he hasn't been the guy that we've known him to be the last four weeks, 5.2, 12.3, 18.8 good, 11.4, but he's not really separating himself from the pack, and he's jumping into a bye week. So Kevin eats a bye week when he's in the need of wins. It is still, I mean, we're halfway there, so we've got time. But all in all, when I look at the trade, I feel like it's an even trade where Evan's winning this because he gets a piece like DK Metcalf with the upside and the ceiling increase, and he gets to add Kyle Pitts as a formidable star, or sorry, a formidable tight end to be able to at least plug in there, and your ceiling doesn't drop that low. Your floor might move a little bit, but it's not like it's changing that much off a of Kittle, so to value him a whole entire DK Metcalf on the Seattle, surprisingly good Seattle Seahawks offense, to me was a little bit surprising, so I give the edge to Evan S. from a Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Ownership Incorporated opinion. Another trade took place. Connor F. and Luke W. Luke W. Luke S. Whitfield alum. Mike Gesicki for $1. Connor's really making a living getting these guys off of his bench via fab. I'm a big fan of it. Nothing wrong with that. Wanted to address it. Going into the Traders. The Palmer sweepstakes? Let me do this again. The Palmer sweepstakes? The Palmer sweepstakes? The Palmer sweepstakes? Here's the thing. The Palmer sweepstakes? I don't know. $14 from P. Sweezy. The closest bid next to him is 3 me and P. Sweezy got lunch. He told me. He didn't know what he was thinking. He said it is what it is. He needed the wide receiver position badly. He went ahead and locked it in. He said no hair off of his back. Gone ahead and getting Renfro off of his team. I completely understand after Las Vegas put up that dud. My big notable from this waiver wire, this Traver wire, was defenses and kickers. Now, I want to run through a few things here. All right. Vikings D. Awesome. I went ahead and picked it up just for future reference. If anybody's taking notes at home, I was really able to look down the stretch there and see that week 14, Detroit, week 15, Indianapolis, week 16, New York Giants, and week 17, Green Bay, week 18, Chicago. That is one of your playoff defenses. I talked to Patrick about it a little bit. He believes that the Eagles are one of those defenses as well. But when you go into the playoffs and you've got Detroit, Indianapolis, the Giants, Green Bay, and Chicago, that is a defense that you want. I thought it was a buy-now time. Yes, you do. You're going to have to figure out how to get through next week whenever they play the Buffalo Bills. Maybe Dallas, you'll look at a stream there. I don't know, New England. But then you go into New York Giants and right into Week 14. So I want them on my team now. I'm going to hold them on my team as best as I can until then. So really looking forward to having them on the squad this week. Tiz picks up Kenyon Drake, $4, $4. You all know that that's a... <laughs> I tried it the first time and I was in the wrong voice. So 
I felt bad. Good job, Tiz. Four dollars, four dollars. He gets Kenyon Drake. We'll see if he's gonna have any touches this week with injury riddled backfield of Baltimore. Um, let's see. Again, another defense, Seattle Seahawks. I was looking into them. Luke went ahead and picked up them. Prater, you know what I'm talking about. Two dollars for a kicker. Went ahead and got him for Arizona. I feel like they're turning up the offense. I'm really looking forward to him getting those opportunities. Another defense, Kansas Chiefs by Scruff McGruff. $2 over Davis Berrios' $1 is what we call here in the business a perfect bomb. Good job there. Goodbye, you. Allen Robinson going to, or sorry, yeah, Allen Robinson next up on the list. We've got Davis Berrios, a $1 bid, two other bidders at zero to see if maybe this guy can continue to be a sustainable force if the Rams are going to turn around their offense. That in the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated, Incorporated Pump Fake Podcast is what we call a perfect bomb. Moving on. We've got Eric Johnson picking up Marshall. Sorry to go through all these. The reality is that I don't have a partner, so I'm just kind of making sure that I hit all the perfect bids. Cook picking up a kicker. Folk, obviously, kickers in this league, you've got to go over. your. If you think that you've gone high enough, you haven't. You need to go higher. One dollar. That is what we call a... Perfect bomb. Isaac Meisner picking up Jake Elliott. Zero for zero dollars. P. Sweezy with a big swing and a miss. Isaac with a perfect bomb. Oh, I got a cough. <coughs> okay, I'm gonna be fine. Baby's awake. No, baby's asleep. I'm the one coughing this time. P. Sweezy for backup ended up getting Sanders. Love it. Tiz picking up Butker. Perfect bid of zero dollars. So I'm gonna go ahead and just perfect bomb. And Davis Berrios buying, biting on the likely. I was interested. I thought this was going to be the guy. I didn't bid for him because I can't use him. But Isaiah Likely looked really, really good in that primetime game. And I'm glad that somebody picked him up. I think he's going to get some time. Good luck, Davis. Isaac picking up the Demarcus Robinson to see if he'll come alive for the Ravens. All that to be said, I want to go through here. So we had one, two, three, four, five. Six, six kickers on the move, and one, two, three, three defenses on the move. So, big fan of this waiver. Teams are just kind of fine-tuning themselves as we're we're right past the the halfway point here. I'm really really enjoying the waiver wire, and I think we're all utilizing it and learning how to use it to the best of our team's abilities. So this is great. I just wanted to give the league a round of applause. Thank you. Yep. Some notable things there. So that kind of concludes Travers and Wades. We're going to go ahead and move into the Pickums, where I can give everybody a quick update there. I mean, we're rolling. Baby is asleep. So this is the most she has slept in at least three days. Fantastic. It's 1019. We're only 30-some-odd minutes into the pod. I am feeling as fresh as a dandy. This is great. Let's get into the, the, the next thing. Pick and review week eight. Let's put a let's put a voice to that. Pick and review week eight. That'll work. Let's do it. So week eight getting into last week. All right. 
currently, or I guess before that, uh, blah, 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 let's do this. Ev- All right. Ben P versus Davis B. We both selected Ben P. We were both correct. Evan S versus Connor F, the kicker bowl. Uh, we both selected Evan S. We were both correct about that. Patrick P versus Eric J. I went ahead and selected Eric J in that matchup, and I was correct. Patrick was wrong. He selected himself. Next matchup was Alex C versus Griff. Griff was victorious, so Patrick got that one. I missed that one. We were both wrong on Alex versus, sorry, Alex T, Tiz versus Luke S. We both selected Luke S. We were both wrong. And then Isaac M versus Kevin W. I got Kevin W in that one. So I take the week eight win, four to three, making the deficit a minus seven. Patrick hitting a 62.5%. I'm hitting a 47.92%. Hopefully we can straighten that out. For the year of 2022 thus far, pulling up the sleeper statistics, looks like they are 64.5%. So the race between Patrick and sleeper, Patrick at 62.5%. And sleeper at 64.8 or sorry, 64.5. Taking a taking a little win, taking a little lead here. Sleeper is with Patrick missing some. And I think this is my moment. Okay, again, there's a lot of energy on one of the last pods. Maybe it was last week. Patrick, I feel like he's put his defenses down. So for those reasons, I'm jumping in. I get this week. I get one win in the right direction. We've got plenty of weeks left. I'm down seven. I mean, we've got time, folks. So don't you worry. Okay. A few notable things I did want to discuss from the review. Kicker bowl, but really almost the interception bowl. Me and Lucas were talking about it in the group me. Josh Allen threw two, two picks in a series of, I'm pretty sure, like five offensive plays. That's a deduction of four points, and the matchup was close. Very, very close. 116.92 over 115.04. I mean, Evan won by less than two points, and there was a chance that, I mean, Josh Allen was throwing picks. Won't the the game script doesn't really like show that or emphasize that, but from a fantasy perspective, it was it was very very close. So me and Lucas saw it, and when there was the second interception happened, I was just I would just say this: I'm glad that Evan S was sleeping during this game I'm pretty sure he was sleeping because watching that would have made me nervous 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 so something to keep in mind that was that was a close one but it does come down to the fact that Justin Tucker did produce some points uh, produced a nine point outing and yes the Las Vegas Raiders produced absolutely zero points putting Carlson at a Zero. Hurts. Hurts to C. Another one. Davis B versus Ben P. Okay? Here's the thing. Don't want to spend too much time on this, but we've all known it, and it's an unwritten rule, but I've got to discuss it. If someone jinx your team, you have to re-jinx. If you decide to put your head on the pillow and call it a night too early, and somebody gets their jinx in, then, buddy, your week is shot. Okay? Buddy, I'm talking to you. Davis B. All right, I threw it out there in the group me. I was like, hey, great game, Davis B. You're running away with this one. GG, moving on. Okay? Obviously, Singleton heard that. And when Singleton heard that, he in his head 
was like, yeah, I should probably just hold up a little bit. Maybe instead of 14 carries for 67 yards and one reception for 16, I, I'm just going to, you know, instead of getting 16 carries, you know, for 70 yards or 16 carries for 80 yards and 90 yards, yeah, I'm just going to call it a day. I know that my fantasy manager already has got the dub or else, you know, Benny P, you make it hurt so good organizations wouldn't be telling me and patting me on the back saying, hey, great game. You won this week and, you know, pull up on the reins and pause for a second. He wouldn't be saying that unless his team was losing. So I'm going to hold up. And that's exactly what we saw happen, you know. So Davis, as a manager, you've got to be over that. That's what your job is, is you've got to re-jinx the jinx. Because if you're not double or triple jinxing, then you, you, you just don't know what's going on. And we saw firsthand great managerial strategies between – I believe it was Connor F. and Evan S. Going back-to-back, jinx on jinx on jinx on jinx. So much so that I'm sure the fantasy gods just completely forgot who was jinxed and re-jinxed. And so that's why we had such a close game. So just food for thought here, Davis B., you got to re-jinx, okay? You got you to see the jinx from a pro manager to an up-and-coming young manager like yourself in the Fight Club League. This league runs on the goodwill of the fantasy gods. So when you don't re-jinx a jinx, I mean, it's like taking an L, buddy. You just got to do that. But I'll take it. I'll take a W. I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to have the, the edge and the pick em, and I'm happy to have, uh, you know, a 5-3 and three record. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I appreciate your assistance there. So that covers week eight. Again, I went up one point on Patrick P. I am down seven as of right now. I uh, appreciate all the participants in the week eight matchups love you so much let's move into week nine (laughs) so week nine me and patrick have screenshotted our takes and i've got them here Uh, i'll input them here in just a second but um let's see pulling it up now all i know is that it's not the most thrilling but that's okay in the matchup between evan s and Alex Cook, me and Patrick both selected Evan S. It's going to be a tough matchup, but we've got Evan here, 7-1. and one. Hard to believe. We put a lot of faith in Alex C. the last couple of weeks, and he's let us down. Three three losing streak. He's either due for an upset or, or he's going to be at the fate of the Stallion Battalion. So we'll see. Connor versus Bill S., me and Patrick both selected Bill S. Team looks really good. Honestly, 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 Griff, team is might be one of the most stacked teams in the league. At a 4-4 four and four record, to have your roster is unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable. So take that encouragement with you. Good luck, Connor. Okay, you've got quite the gauntlet ahead of you, and we both selected Scruff McGruff. So, yeah, there's that. We'll talk about, and just for those of you guys keeping score at home, we'll talk about the trade that did happen, um, not this week, but probably next week, just because I want to have Patrick here to discuss it. Uh, maybe I will discuss it. Who knows? I didn't really prepare with updated stuff since whatever. Chubb versus Berrios. Berrios on a two-game losing streak. Chubb, five-game winning streak. The 
I did go ahead and put these in here, didn't I? The matchups between these two. Um, yeah, sure did. Here we go. <clears throat> Eric J versus Davis B. Eric J is 1-0 versus Davis B. We both gave the edge to Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson's going to take this one down. He's got a solid team as well. Uh, Five-game win streak, ain't nothing to rub your nose at. And Davis on the way down with 2L is, is tough, tough to pick against. So we've got Eric in that matchup. Tiz versus Kevin in this matchup. Tiz is 4-1 and one against Kevin W. He has got Kevin's number. 3-2-1, we both selected Tiz. We both selected Tiz in this matchup. It is an upset from sleeper standpoint, but I mean, we're not idiots here. All right. Don't come in a, don't call it a comeback is a whole mood right now. And their team looks freaking good. If Tua continue produces Damian Pierce and Hopkins and Gabe Davis, I mean, I don't know. We've got a high ceiling for the Tiz organization, even though Sleeper doesn't see it that way, week nine against Kevin at a forty-one percent. It was less than that at some point. I don't really know. Wednesday's already happened, but yeah, four and one in this matchup record-wise. So Tiz has got Kevin's number. Let's see if he can help balance out the scales there. Kevin W. Last matchup was Isaac versus Lucas. Last matchup before we get to the the podcast matchup, Isaac versus Lucas. We both selected. Who did we both select? We both had Lucas. We had Lucas coming off of the. Uh, Coming off of his one losing streak, straightening it out, getting the organization back to normal, and hard to hard to you know hard to pick Isaac on a five game losing streak. He did make a trade, a big trade with Griff that might end up balancing him out. We can kind of again I want to save that probably for next week just because I think there's a lot of moving pieces there that are fun to discuss with the injuries that have taken place and just the the good the good luck that has fallen upon Isaac. But all that to be said is we did pick Lucas in that matchup. So we're chalk up until we got to our own matchup, Benny P versus P Sweezy. Really, that's the reason why we couldn't do the podcast this week is because we couldn't face off with each other and actually discuss reasonably whose team was going to be better. In our matchup, Patrick is 3-1 and one against me, so he does have the edge. But I selected myself, and P Sweezy selected himself. So it's a classic you know, Western Showdown here, if I had a, if you can picture the tumbleweed coming across, Western Showdown between the podcast co-hosts, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup, I'm going to be victorious, and that's going to be it, so I'm pretty excited about it, and can't wait to rub it in Patrick P's face. So, that covers week nine, topics in discussion there, and... Is there anything else I wanted to discuss there? Nope, I'm not sure there is. So let's move on to the last little bits before we close out this really, really quick podcast going through a lot of data. Man, I feel like I'm coming at you guys caffeinated, but I'm not. It's only 1034 on a Friday. So let's uh, let's move on to the next segment. All right, here's the thing. 
Thursday's already happened. It's Friday night. Um, so there's going to be no parlay. I would have bet my whole entire life savings that the Eagles were going to win that game, probably even cover the spread. I didn't really look into it. Obviously, again, sick babies all over the place, running around, getting Tylenol and doing whatnot. So there is no Thursday parlay. But for this segment, I do want to say one thing. Patrick P., he's not even a degenerate. He's just good at betting money and winning things. The dude cashed out again. And so if you listen to this part of it, I mean, I'm just going to spill the beans, and you can know Patrick P., Got another win of two thousand three hundred some odd dollars. Maybe it was two thousand eight hundred some odd dollars. But he did it through a um daily draft or yeah a draft. I think he said it was DraftKings. He's not here to validate it. We can talk about it a little bit next week when we get to the betting section of this. But the dude's rolling in it, and so he got first place in one of those daily drafts. Um, and yeah, I just, he is plus 3000 at least even after he's bought his latte machine. So I don't know when we get to these, I told him whenever we were getting lunch, I really just need to throw it on every single bet that you ever do. I just need to throw it on because right now he is having a historic run when it comes to gambling, whether it be, you know, straight up sports gambling or if it's these fantasy drafts, he won another hundred, I think $150 on other draft ones that weren't his number one position in that daily fantasy. So just bizarre. So on these segments, just to give a little bit of credibility, I'll have Patrick go through the numbers uh, again next week. But my goodness, listen to his advice. I am going to be in hopes that I can get myself some new shoes or something. That's it. Let alone you know, a whole entire freaking down payment on a car or on a house or something because he's over here rolling in it, 3Gs plus. I don't know. But you guys should know that he's rolling in it. We'll mention it again on the next pod. Big win. Hopefully I didn't give away any information to people that shouldn't know that Patrick is making good money from gambling and he catches a body or something. You know what I mean? Sorry, some of that gang talk. Um... So, yeah, no Thursday parlay, but thanks for listening to the little segment. Let's go on and uh, close this puppy out. That was a puppy. And to conclude this very, very brief podcast that helps me delete some screenshots off my phone, get some things off of my chest, and not have to talk about as much of this stuff next week, I do want to leave you with some... Announcements. Week of the 13th through the 19th, there will be no pod. Okay? The week of the 13th through the 19th, there will be no pod. I'm trying to tell you now. I don't even know what day it is. It's freaking the 4th. So this week you're going to get this pod. I know it's not the best. I'm so sorry. Next week you'll get a pod. But the next week after that, I'll be in Nashville. Unless somebody wants to get ready to produce their own kind of of pod and put it on the pump fake outlet and do that by all means prep yourself and get ready to do so but just letting you know there will be no pod the week of the 13th through the 19th so that's it that's all i've got for you guys we're keeping this pod under 50 minutes uh obviously having a host um 
makes for a better pod. I'm sorry. But, again, this is for me. So I appreciate you coming along for the ride. It was a quick listen. You were able to knock this one out in half the time that you were able to listen to your other pod, the the other Pump Fake podcasts. So it is what it is. I'll do the shouts outs, okay? Keely Bing, thanks for listening. If you're listening to this, I am thoroughly impressed because I don't even think we know each other, and I, I'm doing this by myself. So if you're listening to this, that's just bonkers. But thanks for listening if you are. Melty, if you've gotten back on the pump fake train and you're listening, thank goodness for you listening. Again, my mother doesn't listen to the pod, but shouts out to my mom. And I think Patrick will probably listen to this one. News to the league members, Patrick doesn't listen to the pod, except for sound effects and making sure quality quality control is kind of taken care of as far as what the volume sounds like. But that will do it for the podcast. Again, this was a, this was a doozy. I'm glad I could scrap it together and at least have one for week review of week eight going into week nine. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it, and it was a blast doing it in my car. This will be the last time that I ever do it in my car. That is for darn sure. Just too many moving pieces. I mean, I've got a box propped up on a Listerine thing to make a flat surface in my passenger car so that I can have my laptop there. So we're just really, we're really just scrapping it together here. So, guys, enjoy the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Looking forward to it. not talk about